All right, well, I'm very happy to be joined by Benjamin Ebrahimzadeh. Did yeah. I say that right? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us on the ATP podcast. Um, you are now working with, we're going to go with Jason, because that's, yeah. that's what you mentioned. Jason Sang. Um, how did you first discover Jason, and how long have you been working with him? Yeah, I met Jason first 2015, and we worked like two years together when I was back at the Moratoglu Academy. Um, and then Jason called me again and asked if I can help him. And um, yeah, so and now we are here. And now, you, but you're training now. You have your own academy now yeah. in Germany. Where in Germany? It my my academy is in Wiesbaden. It's close to Frankfurt. Oh my god! I played a tournament there once. Yeah, oh yeah, I you did. Twenty-five <laughs> k there. Wiesbaden. Yeah, actually, yeah. we have a hundred k for the women's on site. Okay, wow. Yeah, okay. and um, yeah. Wow, congrats! That's thank great. Thank you, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's where where we are based at the moment. Okay, and how many years have you been there? Congrats on starting your own academy. By yeah, way. we are a pretty small. Uh, center i would call it it's not uh, like that big academy mm -hmm. like uh, like you have in mind when you hear the word academy but um, i think we are doing pretty okay like all our players they went up in the rankings mm -hmm. and that's i think the most important yeah. in our job what other what other players do you have um yeah we, i have two german girls um both ranked around 200 in the world so um yeah, they're doing their first steps on the WTA mm. this year. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. You've worked with a lot of players, obviously. Mentioned a few. Kerber, Azarenka, Tsitsipas, Popperin. Anyone else I'm missing? Uh, yeah, they're like uh, they are missing a few, but um, like Andrea Petkovic was one. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked a, a lot together. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna forget a few players, but um, yeah, with all of them, I actually had a good time. Yeah. So, but all of them at the at the, at the very top. What what from your coach's perspective? What do you feel like you were able to bring? to their games that you felt like worked so well to get them to have so much success? Um, I think as a coach you need to understand the person first and I need to, you need to understand uh, how to talk to them, how to approach, um, what is behind their story a little bit like um, because the, the story comes out also in a stress moment and then you need to understand on the other side obviously okay what, what is, how is the game looking like and what, how could be the ideal game of the player look like and then to bring these two aspects together I think this is um, what matters the most. So when you say get to know them um, I just had a discussion with another coach about needing to know what's happening with them personally off court is that something that you feel like is crucial to be able to work with them on court? Yes and no. I did. I did both ways. I had also players. We've worked very successful, and I didn't know that much. But um, I think it's easier to have also the understanding sometimes in some situation why things happening and why um, what, what is behind or what, what message does the player give you also with the match. And um, I, I think it's important to have a good relationship and to really know who do you work with because in the end we have a human relationship and we right. work together right what exactly do you mean about they're giving you the message while they're on the court what do you mean by that a tennis match is a stress situation so for sure when you have now certain situations in your life this situation can be expressed mm -hmm. by the player in the match 
And when you don't know that, then you don't have understanding for that. And you cannot solve the problem because you don't know the story. Right. And, um, and I think it's important to, to, has, to have as many information as possible to really understand why the player is reacting in different mm. situations how he is. Yeah. You mentioned the word stress, which brings another question up for me. Are you able to... Because you really want to try and create stress for the player so they can feel that before they go on match for a match. Is that something that you feel like is possible to do in practice or off court or not in competition? We are, try, we are trying hard. We are trying. Well, I'm always curious about this because yeah. I wonder this myself because We're, it would be great if you could recreate it. Yeah, I mean, you do that in practice, obviously. Um, it's not that easy to do it, but um, sometimes you try, obviously, to find situation what could stress the player. Mm -hmm. I have an example. I have a young player, and we we play a game which he doesn't like, <laughs> and we play we play for money. Okay. And we play for 50 euros the game. So something's on the line. Which is already a lot, right? Yeah. For a young player, yep. 50 euros. That's stress. Yeah. That's nothing than just creating stress. Yeah. You know. Obviously, as higher the players get, as more tougher it is to get something yeah. uh, to really stress them. But um, yes, we, we coaches try to find situation and practice what could be potential mm. stress for our players. Is this we talk about? You know, having to have that match play is that part of the reason is to be able to be in that stressful moment over and over again. Absolutely, yes. I mean, uh, that's why we practice. We want to have these matches. We mm. want to see how they compete. We want to see how how they are able to find solutions in, in on the court. And um, we we don't want to create a world champion in practice. So obviously, you need matches. You need competition, and you need this to face this mm. and then watching the the very very top players one of the things they do the best is handle those stressful moments and be able to recover very fast do you do you have tips on what you bring to your players about how to handle those big pressure moments yeah I'm, this is a very give us your secret <laughs> that's a very individual question like because there i come back to the first question you asked me and i think to answer this question you have to know your player right but one thing that they obviously all have in common is that as as more crucial it gets in the match as more they try to play their tennis and try to take the decision okay so um, and for me, the best players in, in the crucial moments, they want to have the things on their table. Mm -hmm. So they want to decide, okay, we, which terms do we play this point? Mm -hmm. And this is actually what, what all of them do uh, very good. Do you feel like being on the tour for a while now as a coach, do you feel like that's where the tennis has gotten stronger and stronger? Because it's gotten better in the last eight, nine years. I think back in the days, Boris Becker, when, when he had the break point or when he was serving for the match, he exactly knew the same and he, 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 he also played with on his own terms. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this is something really changed. Okay. So um, for me, this is, a, this is an outstanding off-top players that they really trust, they have the confidence, that they, they know, okay, I'm I going to serve there and there and I, I want to do this and this with the point so um, I don't think that this is something that changed okay 
I know you mentioned a while, it could have been a while ago, that uh, specifically you're talking about Nadal and how you feel like his game has changed from back in 2011 to now. Is that accurate? Do you uh, feel like he plays differently than he did back in... Oh, like, yeah. I mean, Rafa is, like, I think a great example for all, all the young kids out there to see how much he developed when we when we see Rafa 15 years ago uh, I don't know uh, Rafa I hope I don't do you right or wrong uh, with 15 years but uh, but he developed consistently but Novak the same right I mean there's not when you just watch the surf motion of Novak or Rafa um, how many times they changed the surf motion how many times they adjusted things how many times they try to be even better uh, in certain situations, uh, coming in, coming to the net. Um, but this is something the the top players have. They they go on the court to develop their game, and this every single day. And um, this is just the outcome of their mentality. Mm-hmm. And so now, with the game the way it is now, everyone is physically faster, stronger more powerful and all of them starting to have more of an all-around game too I've noticed where do you see the game going now because it's hard to imagine it getting any better than it is in my opinion it's so good yeah it's it's fantastic but um, I think that the, the the goal has to be to play forward to play aggressive to to get inside the court um, to finish at the net um, trying to be uh, able to take the balls very early um, I think that this is gonna be just the next step uh, mm. I don't I cannot see the game how it is in 15 years um, because I think the game changes always also a little bit with the characters coming mm. on the top and what the young players want to be like right and um, but for now, when I see the young guys coming to the top, like Alcaraz and all these guys, um, they have a very complete game. They try to make it fast. They try to play forward. They try mm-hmm. to take the decision, obviously. Yeah. And how how great is it to have those young guys, like an Alcaraz, Aruna, who's doing so great, be an inspiration for, example, saying who you're working with here. I mean, I don't. Do you oh, speak about that? Um, I mean. You, you, not that much, okay. to be honest, um, because now with Jason, we're we're not that far away. I mean, obviously, Akaras is number one in the world, but uh, uh, they know each other for many years. They played under 12, under 14, under 16 yeah. together, so it's not that uh, Alcaraz can be an idol for Jason, right? Um, when when you, it I think it motivates you in a way mm-hmm. to see okay look I mean these guys they already did a step further than me okay. and uh, these guys are top 20 top 30 top 10 whatever now I think it motivates you but I don't think that they can be an idol for mm-hmm. you otherwise you cannot beat them anymore yeah and I asked you yesterday for this interview so thank you for for sitting with us but the first thing you said because I said coach of Jason saying and the first thing you said, which I thought was nice, was that, like, no, I'm a co-coach because yeah. the father is there, which, you know, he gave credit right away, which I loved. How is how is that dynamic being, the communication obviously being, I'm assuming, very important? Yeah, I mean, the father, Ed, um, is, is coaching Jason since he's a kid. Yeah. So there's nobody in the world knowing him better than him. And um, he's traveling a lot of weeks with him every week and uh, uh, every year. So... Um, 
the, the, the Jason's development will be always uh, mm. also a big uh, credit to, to Ed's work who is uh, dedicated to, to his son's job so I just uh, felt like that uh, yeah it's also important to talk to Ed and not only to me yeah. uh, about Jason yeah and obviously it works well I mean, yeah you guys it works well we, we communicate we speak um, I think we have a good balance when, when who's telling Jason what and um, obviously we discuss also during practice things and um, Yeah, we we know each other now for many years, so I think it's yeah it's pretty. They trust you. Yeah, yeah. And what do you like to do when you're not thinking about tennis? <laughs> what are your passions? Uh, I'm, I'm a family father. I have two kids. Oh, uh, nice. Do they play tennis? Um, they play a little bit, but not really. Um, I never push them into tennis. So the big one is playing soccer, pretty good. Uh, the little one. Did you is say soccer for me? So soccer is football. Football, football yeah. <laughs> But sorry. you said soccer for so me. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, and the the little one is uh, doing BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. And um, yeah, they're really passionate about their sports, and I think that this is something me and my wife could give the kids to to love sports, to yeah. to to love competition. I never push for the tennis. Uh, I don't know. I didn't feel right to me. Uh, I went once with them on the court, and they, I asked them, I "Look on the foreign grip. I think we need to change this and this." And they said, "No, my coach told me this." <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, your coach knows better. Um, you don't know that the coach is actually working for Daddy, but okay, no problem. But um, uh, let do it how your coach is saying it. Keep trusting your coach." And uh, I felt like, okay, this is not, uh, it's not for us. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that response. Yeah. Um, okay, last thing. Sure. What has sports overall meant to you? Obviously, sporting family. What, what has sports meant to you overall? I, I think sport can give you so much for life. Winning and losing. Um, respect. Uh, education. Um, I, I think sport is the best way to educate kids very well said we're going to leave it at that i'm going to let you go but best of luck to jason and much. best of luck to you guys as a team thank you very much